My name is Tony Litt. I'm the MD of Sunrise Radio, and it's my immense pleasure to bring you the official Sunrise Radio podcast. We are the number one commercial Asian station in the United Kingdom, with many firsts to our name, and we continue to be the voice of British Asians who have given us their love and loyalty over 30 years. It's a legacy we cherish and a responsibility that we don't take lightly. Our aim has always been to entertain the listeners with the best of Bollywood and Bangra while also addressing their concerns. A real voice for the community, a vibrant community and a great nation. We are proud to be British and Asian. This podcast is a compilation of some of the things we do on the station with a stellar lineup of presenters who each have their own personality and style. It's entertaining, informative, engaging, and we hope you will enjoy it here as a podcast if you are unable to tune in to the radio. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your family and friends about this podcast and do leave us a comment on what you think. We'd love to hear from you. All the best always. Team Sunrise. Hello, this is Sonia Datta. Welcome to this week's episode in my Mental Health and Awareness series. Please note that anything I share in these episodes is for information and educational purposes only. For professional medical advice, please speak to your GP. As promised last week, I want to share with you some signs that you can look out for to help you recognize when someone you know may be emotionally overwhelmed and or suffering from depression. Each person is unique, bringing with them their own personality, paradigms, personal history, state of health and life experiences. We should, ideally, bear all of these things in mind when offering support. Sounds complicated, I know, and it can be at the best of times, but it's also very rewarding. Imagine you being the one that made all the difference to a close one who's been shutting themselves away from the world for many months. Imagine you're the one who plants a seed in their mind about getting help, which then goes on to change their life for the better, or you're the one who sets up an appointment for them or accompanies them to see a professional. This is life-changing stuff. Remember that depression isn't just a few minutes of feeling sad. People don't usually just fall into depression in a week or two. The chances are high that they've been suffering, probably silently, for a very long time. People suffering from depression often lose their sense of proactiveness, motivation and even faith that anything can actually go right for them at all. Sometimes what they need is someone to literally lead the way and say, right, today we're doing this and then this and then we will chill over a nice hot cup of tea and then we can get stuck into this. You know, plan the day for them. Sometimes that's what they need. Unfortunately, what many people suffering from depression get from loved ones is a good talking down to because apparently they're turning into a lazy good-for-nothing a slob and just don't pull their weight anymore. In their mind, this only reconfirms how they're already thinking and feeling about themselves and will only make things worse for longer. So here are some signs that you can look out for. Changes in their appetite. Eating too much or eating too little, which will of course result in rapidly losing weight or rapidly putting weight on. Headaches and body pain. A feeling of exhaustion, no energy, Back pain, aching muscles, stomach cramps, all these can be down to stress. So if someone close to you mentions this quite a lot, start asking questions. Self-loathing. They hate everything about themselves. Because they're going through a tough time, everything in their eyes is negative. 
They can quite strongly feel worthless. Everything they do seems to be wrong or not good enough. They could be carrying guilt over something that's happened. This too will make them see themselves in a bad light. Loss of energy. Feeling fatigued, really sluggish, physically, mentally and emotionally drained. Getting angry or irritable very quickly over the smallest things. Having no patience, being short-tempered and complaining about anything and everything. Or maybe not complaining enough. If there's a lot going on around a person which would usually bother them, but right now they don't seem phased, ask questions. Changes in their sleep pattern. Are they sleeping too much? Are they not sleeping enough? Do they have bags or dark circles under their eyes? Are they sleepy all the time during the day? If you see these changes, ask questions. Feeling helpless and having a pessimistic attitude towards everything. Thinking things will never get better and they'll always be in this terrible situation. Usually, when in the right frame of mind, we're able to pull ourselves back up and find motivation in something. But if there's been a long period of time and someone you know hasn't been able to do that, it might be time to ask questions. They lose interest in daily activities, normal things that you would do together maybe, some sort of hobby or pastime, social activities. If they're paying less attention to a lot of these things at the same time, you may want to start asking questions. Wanting to slouch around or stay in bed all day, these are classic signs of depression. Preferring their own company, not wanting to be around other people, avoiding social gatherings because they're so preoccupied with their own thoughts. They're thoughts that keep circulating in their mind over and over again like a movie on loop. That's what's keeping them company. If you feel this is happening too often, it might be time to ask questions. I think many people suffer from anxiety and depression for far too long, unnecessarily, and usually because their loved ones can't see the signs. They don't know what they're looking for. They don't know how to know that this person is suffering. I hope this episode has helped somewhat and thank you so much for listening. Next week, I'll be sharing some ideas of what you can do when you spot the signs. Have yourself an amazing week and I'll catch you soon. The lady with an infectious laugh. You know who it is. Sonia Dutta, Monday to Friday, 9am to 12 noon to keep you smiling. How are you doing, Neeraj here, all the way through till 10? So, for your suggestions, please, I was asking you that if you had the chance to, if you were given the golden ticket to uh, play a character in a James Bond movie, would you play the man himself, Mr. Bond, or another character in the world of James Bond? Maybe a villain, a henchman, could be a love interest, or maybe somebody at MI5. H in London always want to put forward a bit of a controversial opinion. He says, uh, Neeraj, which girl or which woman out there would want to be the love interest of James Bond? Lol. Listen, listen, man. Some of James Bond's love interests, all right, if you want to go back and re-watch some of the classic Bond movies, all right, they have also been able to kick his butt. All right. They've also been able to show themselves to be kick ass. All right. They've managed to stand up towards Mr. Bond. They've been strong enough. Anyway, some of your suggestions are pretty funny actually coming in. Uh, versions of the over in Bangalore. Uh, sing- <laughs> Ernest Blofeld. I'm uh, not surprised. You know, you're being able to stay in one place, one location and being able to control the world. Yeah, very much versions of there. Uh, quite funny stuff uh, coming over there. Uh, I've got Dev Dean Romford sending me a picture of himself at the gym. 
uh, fancying his chances as the next James Bond. He's saying, Neeraj, look, I am perfect for the next Bond, uh, for the role of James Bond. All right, all right, calm down. Jamin Ian Harrow uh, saying, I would love to play a love interest and be wooed by Mr. Bond, but I don't want to get killed off, which is what usually happens. A villain would be very cool to play. When I was a child, I always wanted to be Miss Moneypenny. Quite true, actually. Money Penny is a very strong female woman. Come on, she stands up to Bond. Huh? Can't uh, put that down. Let me give you the clues again, shall I, for film in four clues. So, four bits of trivia related back to one Bollywood movie. And as I said before, this movie is, um, isn't very well known. <laughs> it uh, isn't exactly a super hit or a mega hit. So that's why I'm making the clues a little bit easier. Because I've got a feeling that if I do that, you'll probably definitely will be able to guess what film it is I'm talking about. Clue number one is that this movie stars... Nit- uh, I'll start that again. This movie stars Neil Nitin Mukesh alongside a former Miss India universe. Because, of course, that's the... That's the uh, only way, I think, after you've, after you've won Miss India Universe, there, there is only one career pro, uh, career route to progress down. So Neil Nitin Mukesh and a former Miss India Universe are in this movie. Clue number two is that this film is the Hindi remake of the director's own Tamil movie. Uh, if you are a Tamil speaker, please close your ears now. I'm going I'm to try my very best at this. I'm really sorry if I butchered the Tamil. Tirutu Payale. I think I, th- I think I think I nailed it. There we are. So the Hindi remake of the director's own Tamil movie, Tirutu Payale. <laughs> Clue number three is that parts of this movie were shot in Kenya on the land that is owned by the Masaimara. Quite a lot of this movie, the actual plotline, uh, involves um, the well, the couple in question in this film going to Kenya. Yeah, and a whole bunch of uh, undercover stuff that happens while they're out there. So, yeah, part of the movie was shot in Kenya on land owned by the Masaimara. And clue number four, uh, which might help you, um, but most likely won't, Himesh Reshemia himself appears in this movie. He's got a cameo role in this film. So what do you reckon? What film am I talking about? 07925 700 272 to text or WhatsApp or else tweet to me at this is sunrise hashtag sunrise radio if you think you know now this one slipped my mind from Das Didada there this is a spy film isn't it they're going after an international villain spy movie time to give you the answer for tonight's film and four clues I think nearly everybody out there was able to get it I imagine after a little bit of searching around a little bit of googling search engineing online Four clues for you tonight, as I mentioned, uh, Neil Nitin Mukesh is in this movie, along with a former Miss India Universe, who's also in this movie. Hmm. Clue number two is that this is the Hindi remake of the director's own Tamil movie, Tirutu Payale. I hope I'm saying that correctly, even if, I, even if I'm not, I'm still going to have fun with it. Clue number three is that parts of this movie were shot in Kenya on land that was owned by the Masai Mara. Yeah, because uh, part of the story moves to Kenya. And clue number four is that Himesh Rashamiya himself appears in one of the songs in this movie in a cameo role. Now, I am um, putting some money, two pounds, <laughs> waging two pounds on the fact I don't think that any listener worldwide has seen this movie. I don't think that you have seen the answer for tonight's film in four clues, which was Shortcut Romeo. 
that was released back in 2013. Neil Nitin Mukesh in the lead role alongside Amisha Patel. They managed to get her on board. And also Pooja Gupta, um, uh, Miss India Universe, as we said a bit earlier, in this movie. Directed by Shushi Ganeshan. It was his uh, Tamil movie that he then remade as a Hindi movie. It has got it got a very low response on its opening day. Didn't do that well at the box office. Even the IMDb page says Shortcut Romeo is a predictable but stylishly made masala movie. Leave your common sense behind if you want to enjoy this movie. I'm not making that up. Go ahead and check it out on the IMDb page for Shortcut Romeo. Leave your common sense behind. If a movie's tagline is that, that's terrible. Let's get into a challenge I know that you all love. Bollywood or Bakwas, I'm going to tell you a little nugget of information, uh, but you've got to tell me as to whether this really did happen. Was it something that really happened in Bollywood? Or was it just a load of Bakwas? Was it a load of baloney? Was it a load of billiards? It's up to you to do, to find out in Bollywood or Bakwas. Right, so a few weeks ago, uh, one of the answers to one of the challenges was Eklavya the Royal Guard from 2007. It had an amazing cast, but the film itself flopped, quite sadly. But there we are. Eklavya the Royal Guard, 2007. Uh, and it's a bit of trivia related to that, all right? So uh, there's a scene in that movie where there's an attempt on the king's life, all right? Uh, and the action director, Dinu Verma, decided to use a real bullet okay for authenticity because he was like listen the only way we can make this really authentic use a real bullet you you can you can kind of see where uh, this is going to go uh Borman Irani was um quite scared about that which is totally totally understandable uh and he was very lucky because the bullet when it was fired was just off target and it missed Borman Irani's ear by a mere whisker so there we are Eklavya the Royal Guard there's a scene in it where there's an attempt on the king's life the king played by Borman Irani the action director Dinu Verma said no 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 no. we should use a real bullet <laughs> Borman Irani said eh I'm a little bit scared about that and uh, yeah he's quite right because the bullet was a little bit off target it missed Borman Irani's ear by a whisker but what do you reckon? Bollywood or Bakwas? Get voting! If you think it's Bollywood, then say Bollywood. If you think it's Bakwas, say Bakwas, of course. Right, time to give you the answer for Bollywood or Bakwas this evening tonight. Now, this is interesting. It's a 50-50 dead split. I've got pretty much nearly, I haven't totally counted all the votes, but uh, pretty much 50-50 coming in this evening tonight. So, let's find out whether it was Bollywood or Bakwas. In the film, Eklavia the Royal Guard, there is a scene where there's an attempt on the king, uh, an attempt on the life of a king, uh, and the king's played by Bormin Irani. The action director, Dinu Verma, decided to use a real bullet for authenticity. Despite Bormin Irani's misgivings about it, the bullet was off target and it missed Bowman's ear by just a whisker. Half of you saying that has to be Bakwas. There's no way they could take the chance with uh, doing that with someone like Bowman Irani. A lot of you saying, no, Bollywood, you know, Bollywood it requires the actors to be there in the way of danger. According to IMDb, which is where I get my material from, I don't know any uh, inside secrets that well, this is apparently Bollywood. Yes, it did indeed happen. I don't know whether Obama Narani has actually spoken about this publicly, uh, but yeah, there we are. I'm very glad you got both your ears, Bowman. Now you can listen to Sunrise in peace. <laughs> Helping you unwind on a Friday with tunes and Bollywood games to get your weekend ready. Don't forget to join Neeraj on Sunrise on Fridays and Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. 